Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Basketball's coming to town, basketball's coming to town, basketball's coming to town. Scott's making a list, Grant's checking it twice, they're gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Basketball's are coming to town. Basketball's are coming to town. Basketball's are coming to town. Ho, 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 boys. Boom. The boys are back. We are coming to you live. We are coming to you live. I'm in Shawnee, Kansas, where there currently is still a crazy windstorm. Literal trees, limbs, all sorts of stuff are going down all around me. Gutters are coming off of houses. The world is literally ending. But I'm here with you guys. My dog is freaking out. Good old Chauncey Bosca, but I'm here with you guys, and we might be contractually obligated to do one live show a week here on Spotify Green. But it's the best spot because you can go live, talk to folks just like us. There's all sorts of podcasts, content creators, fans, celebrities, all sorts of folks, and you can only do this stuff live on Spotify Green Room, and that's where we are. What a week, what a week, what a week in K-State sports. I'll be talking about it. Anyone who wants to join can hop up. But it's been a week. We have National Signing Day. We have, uh, you know, Bruce Angst as ever. We have, uh, you know, Coach Kleiman's press conference, not even looking into an offensive coordinator yet. We have uh, transfers, missing out on transfers. Is Adrian Martinez going to come? We're finalists for other ones. Just as we... Uh, went live. We had some. Uh, we had a cat signal go out. I think it is Parrish. We'll see. I don't think he's signing until February, anyways. So it doesn't matter. Uh, Manhattan, all hell's breaking loose. But again, the one, the one and only, the one and only thing that you can depend on is Vasco's voice going live at least once a week. Uh, anyone who is listening in, be sure to request a hop up on stage. We will talk. It's going to be free-flown tonight. Um, we're going to, like I said, touch on all those topics. We might do a little bit of uh, you know, Christmas tradition talk. We're going to have fun tonight. We're going live until 8 p.m. Remember, sponsored by Spotify Green Room. All right, um, let's kick it off. Um, 
yeah, Manhattan, all sorts of hells going. It's going down. Manhattan had, you know, shooting in Aggieville, uh, standoff with cops. It is, it's going wild. Uh, we're first going to start with Zach. Zach, I think the first thing we're going to talk about tonight, uh, because today is National Signing Day. Uh, just give me any sort of recruiting thoughts, any signing day t- thoughts, anything that you want to get off your chest on the topic of football recruiting. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to add that probably hasn't been seen or said on Twitter. Um, I'm pretty disappointed to, lo- to lose out on Reader to Iowa State, but I mean, that's about it. I think the class is going to fill out and be fine. Yeah, and, and the, the one thing I will say – and I know some folks don't like it, but especially in the world of uh, the transfer portal, how much we're going to see the portal matter to us specifically, just based on how our team is going to be made up. Um, I'm never going to truly be melting down on signing day. I, I saw a lot of folks kind of, you know, going a little crazier than I thought they should be. Um, because, hey, we, we've known what the class is going to look like for months now at this point, and we know how big the portal is going to be for a program like K-State. So I don't really have the energy to go too crazy one way or the other, but you never know. Uh, we'll go to Mitch next. Mitch, uh, today is National Signing Day, so uh, give me any any thoughts. Uh, and you can tell me I'm stupid for not melting down over it. I will I will take uh, any any of your takes, any of your thoughts, so let's hear it. All right, uh, let's see. Hot take. We got Toby O. I think he's going to end up as a better player than uh, Canick will, wherever he ends up. That is a take, and uh, this is what I'll say about that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but they are basically, if you look at their track scores, if you look at their track numbers, you know, they're in the same ballpark. If you look at their measurables, Toby O is already a bigger dude than him, and he's running at that type of speed. Now, I have said this a million times, and I'll say it again tonight just for uh, the sake of this argument. I am not someone who breaks down film. I, I can look at stuff, and I, you know, I can give an opinion, and I, I'm not anywhere near being good at it. But when you watch them actually playing football, I don't think Jaron Canick is this world's better player than Toby O. I think, honestly, the difference between the two is Jared Kanick blew up because he had some great track times in front of some cameras, and Toby O didn't have that viral moment. Now, Kanick was deserving of all the love and attention he got, but I think Toby O was much more deserving of the attention he ended up getting in 247 degrees. They ended up having him as a top 250 player. So I'm I'm not willing to go as far as saying he's going to be better than Canick, but I, I think they're comparable type players. We'll go to the good chef, Andre Napier. Chef, give me any sort of signing day hot takes. Also, how's hey, the weather in Ohio? Is the world ending up there like it is down here? Actually, it is a perfect 43 degrees right now. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me, actually, but um, it's perfect can't ask for anything better this is a wonky december i've never seen anything like it um signing day hot takes i mean we all kind of wanted the kid from delaware to transfer in i don't know if he actually signed with iowa state but um that one kind of hurt um 
but hot takes this class is going to be small and we're this is what it's kind of going to look like until they figure out like moving signing day to another thing so i think we're going to see small classes and we're just going to hit the transfer portal hard going towards february but um best player in the class i think Lockett's gonna be sneaky, man. I think he's gonna be sneaky. Oh, chef, chef. I think he's Hold gonna on. be sneaky. Chef, come on. Chef. Why, I, I why, love are hate, I, why are you hating on Lockett? What's going on? Chef, I, I, I love you. And again, this is gonna contradict my statement earlier about saying I don't know anything watching college film. But when I oh, watch when I watch Sterling Lockett, and I and even if you just look at pictures of him. You know, everyone talks about how, oh, all three lockets were slow developing. Tyler came in, and he was playing as a true freshman. Tyler okay. looked like an actual college kid. Again, Sterling, I, first off, if I know anything about Sterling and I know anything about the Lockett family, great kid, amazing kid, good kid. But he doesn't look like he has any business showing up on a football field versus, you know, Mizzou in week two. Okay, like, hold on. He, now we need to go back and we need to. I know we're nobody's a film expert here, but go back and watch some Booker T highlights of Tyler Lockett his senior year, and you're going to be like, well, he didn't really look all that good or fast. And it, he comes That's in. That's not again. I I because I, I went through this because I was in a group chat with people. Someone was trying to make the same argument you do. Watch them back to back. Nowhere near the same. Again, you know he could develop and he could be a guy who in his junior and senior year, he could be a guy who uh, is big for us. But I think anyone who is trying to say, Oh, sneaky pick for best player in this class is going to be Sterling Lockett. Come on now. Chef. Okay. Hold on. Now I know what you're doing. You can't fool me. I know you too. Well, you're trying to put the Scott reverse jinx on it. You're, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not because I would I would love it I would love it because if if we if we get him to be an NFL wide receiver like his brother like his dad like his uncle then also I will be pumped but this is not it I do not see it and hey I would love to be wrong but I don't I I just don't see it. Who is your actual pick, Chef, to be the best player in this class? Because I'm not. Oh, gonna, it's it's. It's gonna be it's gonna be between Tobio and it's gonna be uh what's the the lineman out of uh it starts with a P out of um Colorado. He's gonna be a long Pastor, Pastor. He's gonna be he's gonna be similar to Dalton Reisner, I think. Um he's gonna fill out and he's gonna be that awkwardly long guard. That's what I think he's gonna end up being. All right. Well, I like it. We'll we'll be hearing more from Chef later. We'll go to uh Steve Keck next, one of my favorite people around uh steve give me any sort of signing day hot takes i really should not even be asking to speak i don't really have any hot takes i had fun watching uh taylor Bratt and everybody get really excited and then everybody tell them why they shouldn't be excited uh that was pretty much fun part of the day for me yeah and, and again i because i just ran down sterling lockett i i'm i'm just this is the uh scott's a hypocrite hour um it is interesting to see k-state fan fans uh, do what they do on Twitter because he, here's here's the thing. While I did just kind of run down Sterling, I think you have a lot of guys who are going to be solid pieces, and I think that you have at least one legitimate dude in Toby O. And again, I, as I said at the top of the show, K State recruiting moving forward in this NIL world 
in this transfer portal world, the key is going to be to get between 10 and 15 high school and JUCO guys that you think can be productive. And then you hope that one or two of these guys who can be productive turn out to be stars, and then you supplement your roster with transfers. You're going to have attrition. You're going to have you know folks coming in and out of the program. This is a new age of college football, and I think where K-State is better off than some of these other schools who are all in on recruiting. There's nothing wrong with it. And I, and I agree, hey, I'd like to see our recruiting get better. I'm not saying we can live at the 50th best class forever and try to be a Big 12 contender year in, year out. But this staff is elite at identifying talent. And I think that is going to help them in the transfer portal because when they identify these guys, they're not going to be you know, mesmerized by some of the BS. You know, you're not going to have guys who are going to choose to go to PJ Fleck, who is a smoke and mirrors guy, which, hey, it works for him. That's awesome. But you're not going to have to deal with that because they've been in college. They know what it's all about. And I think the transfer portal era will be a net positive for Kesey as long as the staff is involved. Let's get to Grant. Grant, uh, early signing day. It's in the books. Uh, give me any hot takes with that. You can give me any hot takes with the transfer portal. We'll kind of get into the transfer portal a little bit specifically after this. Just give me what's going on in that beautiful mind of yours. I'm not sure I have any hot takes per se. Um, I like this class a little more than some. Um, it's hanging around right where we typically are, mid about 50, which is fine. Um, I think my favorite players, we've all kind of talked about Tobio. He's exciting. Donovan, Donovan Ryman or Riemann, the defensive end, um, I think he's going to have a really high um, upside, I, and particularly with how um, our track record recently in developing defensive ends and identifying defensive ends, um, you know, he quickly jumped to a 5.73 star um, after being unrated. So that's exciting. And super excited about VJ Payne, too. Um, not only does he have an elite name, but when you can get a three-star out of Georgia – um, he's going to probably be pretty good. Uh, we've had a nice Georgia pipeline that's worked well for us, and pretty much all of them have panned out. Um, sad to see T. Denson go, but even then, I think he was a pretty talented player that had a high ceiling for us um, in the future. So I like this class. I don't think it's too bad. And I also like the flip uh, of Kobe Savage, a guy that's going to slot in and basically be ready to play for two years at safety which is a position that we definitely needed to fill. So sad about the reader stuff, but there is a ton of linebackers in the portal and um, it would have been nice to get that out of the way. I think that's why it feels so bad because, you know, we whiffed so hard on linebackers in the recent past and we still really only have Daniel Green there to rely on. So it would have been nice to get, you know, an experienced guy to pair with Daniel Green out of the way but there's still a ton of linebackers left. So I'm not going to hit the panic button on the linebacker position yet, but that's kind of where I stand on the class. That's good. Um, I'll say this on reader because I agree with you. I think we have time to get linebackers. I think we all have some PTSD from not grabbing one last year in the portal or the one that we got Munoz never really played outside of, you know, getting a penalty versus Texas tech on, on kickoff coverage. But I think there's time, but I think I think a lot of it comes from losing them to Iowa State. And again, uh, th- this is what I'll say to this, and if anyone wants to talk, you know, recruiting versus Iowa State, uh, we 100% can. 
because we lost, I think, over half of their class, almost their entire class were guys that we offered and we went after at one point. You know, and losing that much to your rival sucks. But if you look on paper, this is the first time in uh, the Matt Campbell versus Chris Kleiman recruiting classes where they're substantially better than us in the recruiting rankings. I think there's some revisionist history going on about the previous few classes and trying to anoint, uh, you know, Matt Campbell as being, you know, so much better recruiter than Chris Kleiman. He 100%, you know, ate K-State's lunch on the trail this year. Just ate our lunch. Like, it is I'm, – I'm not exclu- excusing this year, but you have to keep things in perspective of, you know, what season they were coming off of. And, again, they had ESPN working as a machine for Matt Campbell the entire offseason. Now I think it comes back to life. I think you're going to kind of see things auto-correct when you look at, you know, class rankings starting next year. Um, but it doesn't make losing a linebacker to him, and that's the fourth linebacker we've lost to him in the last 365 days. It doesn't make it any easier. I just think that, hey, now everyone saw that they're frauds. They profited off of a COVID season. Things are going to come back to normal a little bit. We're going to go to Jeff next. Jeff, what are your thoughts on signing day? You can tell me I'm wrong about uh, kind of dismissing Iowa State. You can talk transfers. Pretty much open uh, – open, uh, Oh, uh, not too much to say. I was just hoping for some more surprises. That's kind of what I look forward to for uh, signing day. Just, I guess one someone just committed this evening, but I really, yeah, I only kind of halfway follow recruiting um, because I don't know. I don't like to get super stoked about someone and then they decommit a month later and I get all pissed off about it. So the for my own sanity's sake, I only really just loosely follow recruiting. Um, um, but, yeah, it does suck to lose someone to Matt Campbell because I'm tired of Matt Campbell. Um, but I'm not going to worry about it too much. Just, I do want to get a quarterback, though. Um, you know, I think we, we need to get somebody. Um, so I'm looking forward to that um, as soon as possible. Yeah, so I I still think in, until until he I, I until I hear otherwise, um, I I think it's going to be Adrian Martinez next year. Um, and, until I hear otherwise, Kleiman, Coach Kleiman did say in his press conference today they're fully expecting to sign a quarterback in the spring signing period. Um, I'm not overly excited about that. I agree you need to try to take one every year. You never know if you can catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, But, you know, most quarterbacks are, you know, early enrollees. They're in in January. So anyone we're going to be getting in the spring, I think, is probably going to be underwhelming. So we'll see what happens. I am encouraged, though, Kleiman saying he knows he needs to take one in the spring. We'll go up to Grant. Grant, it's been a while since we've talked on the pod. Um, I think it's been since, you know, it became uh, obvious that K-State were leader in the clubhouse for Adrian Martinez. Where is where are you, uh, you know, as this is all developed? Would you be excited for a year of Adrian Martinez being QB1 for the Cavs? Yeah, why not? Um, I mean, <laughs> statistically, he's had a pretty solid career where he's racked up quite a bit of passing yards and rushing yards, and you don't do that accidentally. He's talented. Um, and it's like, you can't pin 
you can't pin 100% of those turnovers on him. He has turned the ball over a lot, but, you know, it's not all on him. I think he would be a really good pair, I think, with Deuce Vaughn. Um, and I, 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 there's just no doubt that we have to take one anyways. And if you compare him to, you know, our, our quarterback room at the moment, it's not even close. So I would love a year of Adrian Martinez, and I feel pretty confident that he's going to make his way to Manhattan. Um, I don't want to jinx it or anything. Like we've jinxed a couple of things on this show before, so I'll, I guess I'll bite my tongue in that regard. But 1,000% would endorse Adrian Martinez at K-State. And I want to swing back to the Iowa State thing because I think you're right. I did a, a little um, average averaging out of the classes um, basically over the last five years. Um, like six months ago, I think we were, there was a conversation about Iowa State in that sample. So I just was curious to see how they actually recruited. And obviously, Matt Campbell has kicked our ass head to head in the last, you know, two to three years. We've lost pretty much every head to head with them, which is inexcusable. And that's something we need to remedy. But, you know, in the macro view, I think the average class came out to be like Iowa State 48, and I think K State was 49. So generally every year there was like pretty much one to two diff- one to two classes apart. And I think when you kind of get up into that range anyways, is there a whole lot different between five classes, like 45 and 50? How much difference is there actually between those classes? And I think if, you know, if we're recruiting guys that fit our system well, then I'm not too worried if we're 50 as opposed to 45. So that's just kind of where I stand. I, I don't think I don't think that they're out recruiting us as badly as people think. We have lots of shit on our head-to-heads on them, obviously, and that, that stands out and it sticks sticks like a sore thumb. So sore sore thumb. So it's something definitely we need to remedy, and also we need to start beating them on the field again. But I think people are panicking, particularly on the boards, which I know that happens on the boards, but I think you're right, Scott. Yep. Yeah, one, one final thing. <laughs> Sorry. I have a, I have a bit of a cough tonight. Um, we lost you, Scott. No, Scotty. Come back, Scotty. Yeah, All right, Grant, obviously. take over. Come on. Yeah. Um, oh, there you are. You're yeah. Back. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I had a very interesting person trying to call me on the phone. I'm I'm gonna see Uh-oh. if I can get them on the live show. Um, but uh, I I just think also something that K State does a very good job is they recruit to fit their schemes, to fit their needs, to fit their depth chart. And yeah. I think that that's something that I, I was talking to my friend who last night who is a TCU fan who is uh, covers TCU. And he says that they just stack the best possible guys they can to try to win on, you know, the recruiting panel to recruit, to win, uh, win, uh, you know, in the rivals database and all that type of stuff. And that's not the type of recruiting case it does. They know the type of guys that play their positions and they get them to fill a need. So, um, yeah. And I think we might have an exciting guest here very soon. Uh, in the live show, so stay tuned and we'll see, see what happens. Shout out Parker, by the way. Shout out Parker. Yeah, Parker's awesome. I I love Parker. I'm actually trying to convince him to stop being such a uh, you know big brain and you know running the Bet USA college football gambling show and do a little bit of extra stuff with Bosco's voice because Parker's a G. But 
Uh, I think that'll be interesting. Um, as I as we wait to see if I can get this special guest to join us for the live show, my question will just kind of open it up. Now that early signing day is done, what do you want to see specifically in the portal? What is your wish list? I think we all know we want a quarterback, but what else do you want to see them really target uh, in the transfer portal? We'll start with Jeff. Jeff, what, what, what do you want to see them fill in with some transfers this offseason? Receivers. We've got to get better at receivers to go with our new quarterback. So we can, I'm tired of simple, you know, eight yard curl routes and not being able to stretch the field. I want to be able to stretch the field more consistently and have higher success rates with that. So I know like one of the, the Nevada receiver was listing us in his, in his uh, top form. Hopefully that, that would pan out. That would be great. Um, I think he's a linebacker. Oh, I was a linebacker. I thought that was a receiver. No, I, I believe it was a linebacker. Oh, my I, mistake. I'll take I a linebacker we, too. Yeah, I, we, we we really need linebackers. So, uh, but but I hear you, Jeff. I I'm starting to hear at least whispers of hopes that hey, maybe Malik Knowles does come back. I I had thought coming into the season there was no chance he comes back. I thought he was going to transfer, try to go pro. Um, but I'm starting to hear whispers he might be coming back. So that, I think, would help. And then you need to get him help, though. So I'm I'm right there with you. We'll go to Zach next. Zach, what is kind of your transfer wish list over the next couple months? Um, I mean, I would agree with the receivers. But, I mean, we definitely need to add one, at least one. Um. I'm assuming we're going to get Martinez. And then I'd like to see if we could maybe add, you know, one more QB that could possibly be something past Martinez. Because I have no faith in Will Howard, unfortunately. Um, I don't know what, you know, other people on this board, not board, this live show think. But um, I don't have a lot of faith in Howard to be our guy in the future. So maybe get somebody who can fill in after Martinez uh, would be okay with, I mean, I don't know if that's even really possible. Probably not. Um, and then of course we need like linebackers really badly. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you on that. Um, and then right as I say that I take a peek out, my grill just took a tumble and now my dog is freaking out on it. So I'm going to go to chef chef. What do you want to see us uh, do in the transfer portal? And then, uh, you know, I'm going to try to fix my grill and get my dog to stop having a heart attack. Yeah, batten down the hatches, Scott. Um, what I would like to see, obviously, we're all wanting to see a quarterback. Questions with Will Howard. We all want to see a linebacker. Um, what I really want to see is with questions, it's not really a question anymore, but Eli Huggins still hasn't made his decision I want to see a strong nose tackle because obviously we lost Timmy Horn. He was integral. Um, Eli Huggins, if he comes back, that would help. But you still want depth behind him because the DTs behind him are kind of not proven at all. Um, And then another safety to fill. They said, like uh, Grant said early, um, Kobe Savage, he's filling the Jerron McPherson role. Somebody to fill that rush yeast role would be huge. And with TJ Smith and our boy Ross Elder on the 
on the back end, I think would be massive. Just shoring up those defensive slots. And I think uh, we talked about it, I think, last time we were on the show. Offensive line is going to be strong. Wide receivers, as much as we hate Malik Knowles and Phillip Brooks, um, they're coming back probably. And, I mean, they're going to be veterans. So let the young guys eat behind them. And tight ends, maybe a tight end. Who knows? I don't know. You're not an idiot. I like where your head's at, Chef. We'll go up to Grant. Grant, outside of finding the next quarterback, what is number one position need on your Ooh, number one. I mean, I'm leaning towards linebacker, but I think close behind, which people haven't talked about too much. And, Chef, you may have actually just mentioned this, but we need a defensive tackle. Obviously losing Timmy Horn. I think we're – I feel pretty good about Eli Huggins staying, uh, which would be large. Um, but we're, you know, we're losing Bronson Massey. We're losing Horn. Um, Damian, whatever the hell his name is. Ila Leo, he, he didn't really contribute. Tuyasasopa doesn't contribute. Talini doesn't really contribute. Um, behind that, there's not a lot. Cartez Crooks Jones, he's never really panned out. So we need another, basically, we need another defensive tackle that's knocking on the door of that one to two deep. Um, that can that can influence the game on the D line, especially with this new you know three man front. We need to go get an impact defensive tackle. <clears throat> yep, I, I I like where your head's at. Um, I think we'll go to Cali Mike next. Uh, Cali Mike, uh, give me any impressions on signing day, and then also what's number one on your list for needed transfers, and then I think. We have a very special guest who will be joining us momentarily for the greatest signing day live show of all time. All right. What's up, everyone? Sorry I'm late. Uh, coming out of a meeting. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, signing day. I, obviously, I don't know what folks have been saying years because I wasn't here. But, um, you know, there's a, a lot of my K-State friends have been, you know, poo-pooing. And they're, they're all kind of like the negative bunch anyway. Um, but you know, I mean, signing day is just different now, right? Like, uh, all the, the NIL stuff and the transfer portal that's affecting everything. So, you know, what I'm seeing there on Twitter is like just a lot of just a different feel. Right. And people are thinking that maybe, uh, signing day isn't as impactful with all the transfer portal news and everything. So, I don't know. I thought it was great. I, I love seeing the kids sign in for K-State. Uh, you love seeing them come right out of high school uh, and wanting to play for the Cats. So I love it. In terms of uh, impact transfer, mm, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I always think that it would be great to reinforce our offensive line. Uh, you know, I think we've got a good crew in there, but uh, you never know when one guy's going to go down. You never want that left guard to be a, a weak spot. So I'll just say, I'll say offensive line. Let's get some good transfer guys maybe as a backup. All right. Well, I love it, but now it's time. I didn't know if we'd make it happen, but he is the reason for the season. He is the bringer of cats. He is the modern day Mr. K-State and one of my favorite humans of the world. Taylor Bratt is making his second appearance on a live show and it is the most important day of the year for this man. So first off, Taylor, I'm going to ask you some questions. We're going to let everyone else kind of give you some questions, but I'm going to be selfish first. 
So I want to ask you, uh, how, how was your day today? I always enjoy seeing the behind the scenes videos, you getting pumped up, all of the hard work you put in, getting pen to paper, busting out the fax machines. How was your day today? Dude, it was awesome. Uh, enjoyed it. Excited for the future guys of the program. Excited for the direction we're heading. Um, it was a fun day. Uh, anytime and every time you get a guy excited and fired up and and loving it, not just like, oh, I'm going to K-State, but no, like wanting to be a part of it and understanding the importance of it, what it is, uh, how important it is to wear the power cap to the past, to the present, and to the future. Uh, it's a big deal. It's a big day. Um, but we're still working. You know, there's still work to be done. Uh, and, and of course, you know, we're not stopping on 23s. It's it's 24-7. And it's like I was on the radio today earlier talking about, dude, there's guys that are still hitting the portal tonight. I mean, there's things going on. I mean, I I think uh, last year we didn't really flex on the portal till close to the end, um, which would have been like in January. And even those guys that have committed other places that are transfer guys, nothing's binding to them. And so until they show up on campus, it's not like the NLI deal with coaches or with high school guys or JUCO guys like JUCO and high school guys. When they sign NLI deal, man, it's that's the deal. They've signed. They're committed. It's both ways. Uh, but to the transfers, it doesn't matter till they show up. So uh, I'm excited to keep recruiting dudes. Uh, we stay. I'm staying on guys. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know what else's thoughts and feelings are on the day, but I'm excited for where we're. I, yeah, I, th- I think you're going to find this crew has been excited for it. I, I want to kind of throw something out there. I don't want to completely dox kids or anything like that, but something that I think most fans don't know or realize, and you touched on it, is, hey, you have to stay on all these kids, especially up until, you know, they put pen to paper. There's certain recruit who, you know, was basically given the stiff arm to a new in-state head coach that we all know pretty well, because he wanted to be a cat. You you said it. These are guys who want to be wearing the power cat. And I think that's something you guys do a great job. Another thing I want to ask you that I think you guys have done an awesome job at is finding guys who truly fit your system. I was out having beers with someone who had some beef with his own school, how they recruit, because they were just trying to win on paper and pointed out to you guys, K-State recruits to fit their system. They know the type of guys they need. They're going to identify and get them. How tough is it for you guys to stick to that plan? And then how special are some of the guys at identifying that talent to make that vision work? I mean, there's no doubt stars and, and rankings. I mean, they matter, but no one gets backflash. Like the people that give out those stars and, and all those things for Felix Handike, Deuce Vaughn, uh, who didn't have any of that stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, shoot, we always want to get the best kids. But most importantly, if you don't get the right kids, um, we're already re-recruiting guys every year. And I always tell everybody, I mean, the best recruiting job you can do is is keeping your, your roster intact, keeping the guys believing it and keeping them progressing forward. Because if they're not in-state guys, I mean, they're out-of-state guys. This isn't a normal place for them. This isn't like necessarily a dream destination, but you've got to keep working your room and keep recruiting dudes uh, nonstop. I mean, and that's the belly of the beast. Now, that's what the portal has brought us. That's what um, NIL has brought us. Sorry, the two to get confusing but uh, that's what that's brought us and you got to consistently be recruiting the guys you have the guys you want and the guys you need and it never stops so you know this recruiting cycle is different completely different than it's ever been in the past we haven't been able to be on the road for two years we got to 
for a little bit this year. June, they finally showed up on our campus. And then this December was the first time – or this fall was the first time we sent coaches out. So I was, like, sending coaches out for the first time in uh, two seasons, which was kind of crazy. But, I mean, you kind of hit the hammer on the head. I mean, you you got you to gotta stay working. Yep, so I, I have two more questions, and then we'll open it up to some of the boneheads to ask. How do you guys manage in-house – kind of the recruiting board and the needs in this, you know, transfer portal era and how you're going to allocate out those scholarships. Because again, I, I do it. Everyone does it. They play, you know, back, you know, backseat uh, head coach trying to figure out how they'd allocate the spots. How do you guys keep on top of that with, you know, the portal and then for better or worse, every school has it, you'll have a guy leave that you didn't expect to. And then you have to try to find a way to fill that. No doubt. And then another aspect you got to throw in there is now these super seniors have to count your 85. Yes, that's a so whole other game. Years, whole other game. Yeah. Like Noah, J-Mac, those guys didn't count last year in our 85. So you could have – we had up to 90 scholarship kids technically for the fall. Well, now all these guys get an extra senior, a.k.a. the super seniors or a COVID year guy. And now you got to – now they all have to fit in your 85. So it becomes that deal of who's coming back in the spring. Uh who can you get out in the portal? Um, who can you find Juco? Who can you find that's a high school guy, too, that you want to represent your program that is going to come in and, and compete for that position and represent and and be hungry for it if it's not theirs year one? I mean, most guys, if they're not there year one, be prepared. I mean, we don't want to have any of those, oh, man, hit the portal. We weren't expecting that. So, I mean, it, it, it like I said, it doesn't stop. And, uh yeah, it's it's a definitely a, a different world with some of those things thrown into the loop now that you got to uh, just keep working forward. All right, and then uh, my final question, and it's uh, very on brand for me. What has been your favorite cat gift that you've seen the last couple weeks? <laughs> They're all so good that it's hard to just – I think last week I actually liked like three of them because I couldn't just like one of them because they were all so funny. There's so many good ones out there, and our kids actually like. What's great is other recruits that aren't necessarily committing yet or are watching, going, "Dude, when you tweet that, it blows up." And I said, "Yeah, that's why I don't tweet often." <laughs> I said, "Well, first off, I don't want to misspell, but second off, when I do tweet, it becomes a big deal. So you know, you don't want to lose that uh, that charisma to it, and and you want the kids to see, man, it is a big deal when I commit to K State. So I I think it's important. So all the cat. I love it. I love it. We're going to kick to the co-host, Grant. Grant, what do you want to ask our best friend in the world, Taylor Bratt? <laughs> Taylor, my friend. First of all, I just want to say thanks for coming on. I love you. You're my baby boy. Um, I got a few questions, um, starting with our man, Deuce Vaughn, who's on basically every award list possible at this point. He's the first, you know, he's a first-team AP All-American as the all-purpose back, and he's the first player for K-State to do that since Jordy Nelson. I was just curious – what does it look like when you use like our high profile players like Deuce to help you recruit to the school? What does it look like when you get players involved in the recruiting pitch? You know, and Deuce has done a good job of like contacting guys and being involved and caring about the program and understanding too, that he wasn't a big time recruit. I mean, he was, uh, I mean, he had Arkansas, which his dad coached there and played there. And that was about it. Just like Felix. But Deuce is awesome with kids one-on-one. He contacts guys even if – I mean, he does it on his own. But it does show, like, maybe for a certain somebody that small backs work, and we're doing it, and we got the right system for him. And uh, 
you know, it's proven. You put a guy out in space that can handle space, like on the wheel route or jet jet uh, sweeps, all that stuff. Like we can find a way to get the guys who need the ball the ball. So it, I could see Deuce being like an incredible recruiter. Um, are we sure that he's actually 19? Because it feels like he's been around for like thousands of years with his wisdom. But um, another question is how how much are you involved in recruiting the portal versus recruiting high school? Like what is the balance there? And is there one that you prefer more than the other? You know, the hard part is, you know, it's just like you said, where's the balance? Because where's the balance even in recruiting your own roster or taking care of a room? You know, I don't know if there is a perfect balance. To me, I know everybody complains about the early signing day, and, and I lo- I get the early signing day because it you get to sign the kids that you've been recruiting or have been committed to you for a long time. But I think if you really want to keep people accountable, maybe you let them sign in September once you offer them. Like maybe that slows it down or whatnot. But, you know, recruiting high school kids that fit matters a big deal because that's your future. And uh, But recruiting transfers – I mean, that's a that's a whole different beast. I mean, when we've had transfers on campus or have gone to tra- campuses of transfers, which is weird to say, you know, it's a different conversation. It isn't about putting on a jersey. It's not about the flash anymore. It's truly about ball. And so you've got to kind of appreciate the veteran guys that understand it. So it's a different – a totally different – are you worried about the ability to build, like, depth over time with this transfer rule? Because it kind of feels like, you know, those – those second, third, fourth string guys that, you know, put in the, put in the time and in the, in the work over that two to three years. And then by the time they're juniors and seniors, they're, they're polished, you know, three, four star guys. Um, no doubt. They and don't that's what exist I mean anymore by... or they, they're limited. Does that yep. worry you about building, you know, a roster and depth going forward? No, that's what I, that's what I mean by recruiting the right high school guys, right? Like, Getting guys that are hungry that want to be here because you're right. If you're not given the torch after year one or year two, these these, they're looking for what's next. So finding the right kids are like, dang, I I guess we're on the damn. There we go. I care about K State. You can cuss all you want, Taylor. I know that's why I had to prepare myself (laughs) on that one. Uh, But that to me is why it's so important recruiting the right guys, right? Like finding the right fits because if they're not the guy, are they just going to pack up and leave? Or are they going to work for it to be great at it? Like, hey, man, I ain't that guy yet, but I'm willing to sacrifice my time to become it. Because that is what's dying yeah. now, right? Like, that, that's the hard thing anymore is development or loyalty is the hard thing. I mean, look at this coaching profession. Look at these guys. Are they loyal to the school? Are they loyal to the so, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what we're uh, battling, and that's why I think it's important for coach to, like he always says, man, we got to find the kids that want to be here, the kids that are the right fit. Because no one's getting – I love Rivals 24-7 and all these people, but no one gets in trouble for getting Felix a two-star, and now he's an All-American. You know, no one gets that, but we do. So, I mean, and again, that comes back to – Last questions. Um, what do you feel like is the priority for this roster going forward as far as recruiting <laughs> goes? And lastly, what is your latest pair of shoes that you're most excited about? Oh man, uh, <laughs> I think we all know what we got to get and where we got to go. I think everybody on here follows us closely enough to know uh, what we need and where we got to go. And, Fair enough. And it's not to say that's any. It's not to say anybody's bad at those positions, but it's the fact of competition is needed, right? We all need competition. 
I mean, we all have to be pushed. Iron sharpens but, iron, uh, baby. That's right. That's right. And <laughs> my favorite pair of shoes, man, I don't know. I got some customized bur- uh, purple Birkenstocks. But the shoes that they auctioned at this year's uh, Powercat uh, deal, the Powercat Ahern Fun thing, is a custom pair of Colin Klein on one shoe and Darren Sproul on the other. No one's seen them yet, but they look pretty sweet. Ooh, uh, they went to shit. somebody for $8,000, so I don't get to wear them. But... That's wild. All right, so I'm going to – we're, we're going to let some of the bone hat heads ask Taylor questions. Don't be a dickhead asking him something – that you know we can't answer. Taylor is <laughs> spending some time with us, so don't be a dickhead. It's okay if they are, don't, man. I'm good. I'm good. I get it. Okay. I, hey, I, I, I brought this on myself with the role that I have, the person that I have, so it's all good. Either. Well, I, I want to convince you to come on again in the future, and if everyone starts asking, you know, hey, how much money do we have to give to a certain recruit, then, then you might not come back on. So I'm going to give the first crack, and I know it's risky to do it. I'm going to give it to the good Chef Andre. Chef, what do you want to ask uh, the, the bringer of cats? Hey, uh, hey Taylor, uh, appreciate you being on. Um, I want to ask about – this is the first year with um, – <clears throat> with climbing getting rid of like certain parts of his staff, how do you recruit players that might've been recruited by those certain coaches and how do you deal with, um, ter- not turmoil, no, but, uh, staff. changes in the coaching yeah. staff and recruiting? Yeah, no, uh, you know, it's kind of like when, um, uh, we were out without a head coach for a little while. I mean, you got to sell the school, the community, the support. I mean, the hardest part is, probably last week and we had nine kids on campus and we all know what happened. And, you know, we're faced with what, I mean, we're faced with the challenge every weekend, whether it's flights, whether it's something else. And that's not an excuse. It is what it is. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the fun part of recruiting, I guess, is uh, the battling and, and trying to figure out all the ways that they fit and the way they, that they are important to the program. So um, with a staff change, with a staff deal, I mean, you're just selling the fact that, you know, you're surrounded with the support staff or other coaches that care and love you. Um, the place shouldn't be, I mean, it is, it's about football, but it still should be about getting your education and doing those things. I mean, we hear that every day from people, right. From coaches that always talk about go where your education is, da, 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 all that stuff. But, you know, I think if, if you build enough, a good enough relationship and the people see the support, the community, the fan base, um, th- they'll understand and they want to stick and learn to the and all right, next we're going to go to Joel, who either is a student or is a recent graduate, so I'm sure you've seen uh, Taylor cruising around town in his purple Jeep. Joel, what do you uh, want to say to the bringer of cats? Yeah, recent grad. Um, hey, Taylor, a fellow Heights alum here, so I wanted to ask a quick little oh, Heights question. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so uh, we know we got John Randall down there. I wanted to know kind of what your thoughts were on him. Well, I can't speak on guys we're currently recruiting – so, but, uh, I'm, ex- I'm close with his dad. Uh, we went to middle school together. Other than that, I'm, I won't be able to. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. One, yeah. one last quick one. Um, I saw like the guy from Florida state flip to Jackson today. Um, kind of what's your stance. I don't know if this has already been asked. What's your stance on NIL money being used for recruiting? Uh, NIL is an important deal. You know, uh, We've built the buildings, and now we got to find a way to fund the players. Uh, that's kind of the future. Um, you know, uh, 
it's another challenge ahead of us and I'm excited about it. I, and I think once we get more people on board with it and understand how we can use it to help us and, you know, some of the things we've already done for players is great and it's exciting. Um, but we got to do more to keep up and it's going to become, I think, uh, uh, they said it today. It's free agency almost. It's, it's going to be tougher to get bigger high profile guys. I mean, we, it's already hard enough as it is, but now if we don't have the right ways of sharing money or whatever, I mean, it's a whole nother world that I don't think the NCAA was ready for, you know, or prepared for, but we're going to, I promise you this, we'll figure a way and we're going to try our best to do it. Yeah. And if there's any uh, random recruits who might be listening, I mean, Hey, just look at uh, the two biggest profile players uh, at K-State right now, Nigel Pack and Deuce Vaughn. They both got some pretty nice uh, hometown NIL de- deals. So uh, I think I think uh, they're, they're doing their best. We'll go to uh, Callie Mike next out in California. What do you uh, what do you want to say to uh, Taylor? Hey, Taylor. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to be a little bit a uh, bit of a homer here out in San Francisco and ask you when you're going to come out and recruit City College of San Francisco again. Uh, if you'll recall, we had some studs coming out of that school. Nigel. Yeah, Bell, we had Nigel. And Chapman. And Bubba. Yeah, Bubba and Nigel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're 13-0 and 0 this year. They they must have some good talent on that team. They, no doubt they must. I mean, it's um, it's I don't get to sign off on offers. Uh, I'll push them. I'll try my best. But um, I need coaches that want those guys. And I'm not necessarily saying, like, we don't have a need or a fit. But with the portal, it screwed up JUCOs everywhere. I mean, I'm watching my dad's team at Butler. Uh, I don't think they're going to sign one kid Division One. And if you would have told me that four years ago that no guys from Butler would sign Division One, and only three guys would sign Division One, even from Hutch, uh, two from Coffeyville. I mean, and those guys are not going to places like – and not not to put down UTSA, but that's where they're ending up and stuff like that. It's crazy, and that's where I mean, like it's people are trying to prepare for this and be ready for it. But great recruits are getting passed up, just like great high school ones are too, because people are focused on trying to find that experienced player and on and other things. So, you know, that portal's really changed, especially in two years of recruitment. Um, so. I'd love to get it back out to City College, man. We've had some really good players from City College, and I know what they do out there and the tradition and, and what kind of football they play. So uh, I don't know if you go out to a game and there's somebody that sticks out, man, uh, shoot me an email or a text or a, a DM. I'll do that. And if you're out here, uh, I'll definitely host you. Yeah, well, they don't let me travel. I guess I'm too rowdy or, or <laughs> I just don't like to leave the state. So either way, there's. do you have cold bush light out there? Uh, we can probably find it. <laughs> Well, t- Taylor, you know, I, I know it wasn't you who was out on the road, but uh, Mr. Brian, I think it's – is it Lepak or Lepak? Lepak, Lepak, Lepak. Lepak, yeah. Lepak, football guy of the week. Uh, just real quick, I'm, I'm, I, I know I said I was done asking questions, but how good is it to see Brian getting out on the road, connecting with kids, and, you know, he went viral with some of his tweets with QT. Uh, how big of an asset has he been for you guys? And he's only been with you guys for 10 months. Oh, anytime you see any of these guys getting the opportunity to hit the road, I wish I could have gotten the opportunity to hit the road, but I'm not going to coach for the bowl game. So they they didn't let me go. But anytime you get to see these coaches that, that just love um, building relationships, love recruiting, get to hit it, it's so great. You know, Coach LePak's got a, a, a law degree, and uh, I don't know what that thing's called, you know, uh, whatever it is when you get your master's in law. But uh, I'm not smart enough. Remember, they pay me to act 18 and hang out on Snapchat all day. So – 
but he's got one of them degrees and to see him tweet what he tweeted and how he acts he's he is hilarious so uh, he was a he is truly a great addition to the program so is will burnham he did a great job on the road too you know crazy part is will burnham used to have dreadlocks when he played at florida state he's a walk-on at florida state and he's had dreadlocks so uh, try to picture or Google it. I promise you sometime you guys should tweet about it. If you need a, a tweet thing, you should tweet out uh, Will Burnham's dreadlocks. I'll have to do that. We'll go to Steve next. Steve, what do you want to ask the bringer of cat? Hey, Coach. Uh, how much do recruits ask about the local music scene, and how many recruits have specifically come to K-State because of your Betty the Astronaut T-shirt? I mean, a lot of them, but the bad part is my – astronaut t-shirts a large my dad bod is rocking a solid extra large right now but i do love the the uh half long sleeves that you have me in rocking right now the music scene is great only when you're playing it well that's that's why you recruit people uh on a more uh, real question so like let's say there's somebody out in bumfuck north carolina who you guys are on to like trying to recruit or whatever how do you even like hear about that kid in the first place like is somebody does like a coach email you? I have no clue like how these yeah. guys even- um recruiting is so crazy because you can hear about a kid through a tweet, through an email, through a call, through a reference of a friend, through a former player, through any and everything. And I always tell guys through the process, I say, guys, don't ever picture yourself as another recruit because everybody's process is completely different. Everybody's recruitment's completely different. Like you can't say, Well, my one buddy got an offer here and here and here and he's rated this. And well, all of a sudden, you know, we we offer Donovan Ryman. He jumps up some other guys that are – and no one knows about him, but we've been watching him for a long time now. So everybody's recruitment is completely different. And and the way you hear about a guy is, man, it's it's wild sometimes how I hear about kids. I mean, it, you would be at the golf course and someone sees a tag on the back of your bag that says K-State football with my name on it, and they come up and tell me about a kid. I mean, it's – there's no – there's no true – correct process just like i always say in recruiting man there's no right or wrongs as long as you can try to be great at every opportunity you get to be with the kid but uh you know that's kind of the wild part of recruitment is you know you're hearing about guys every day through different avenues that's why you have to listen to everybody or you have to listen to everything because you just don't know where the next great all right we'll go to jeff next jeff what do you want hey taylor thanks for being here doing a great job um I guess, what are your thoughts on what's the most uh, difficult aspect of recruiting uh, players to K-State? Well, (laughs) I don't know. That's a hard question to answer because I know that uh, Scott and Grant are going to put this thing out on Twitter later. So I got to be careful with it. But uh, the hardest part is you're still plagued as being from Kansas or you're in Kansas and to the outside world from Georgia to, to Houston to Dallas, it's, What's in Kansas? Where where am I going? What's that at? How do I get there? Never been there. I don't know anybody there. And then when you bring them here, you know, I always tell everybody, if you're not drinking Bud Lights and eating peanuts and listening to country music, the uh, scene outside of, of it is a little tough. But, you know, we find a way. That's not an excuse uh, or anything. I mean, I love the challenge. And, and, again, it's about finding the right fit because, you know, it's about football and about being a good student, being a good person. But, I mean, every school's got challenges. There's other schools that have other challenges. You know, there's schools that are on the far east coast and west coast that have things in front of their kids every day that they wish they didn't. So, I mean, it's, it's again, about trying to balance it out of, hey, why you fit here, what we're going to do with you, you know, your relationship with your position coach. I mean, to me, that's the biggest thing is 
those are the guys that are going to coach you every day. I'm the guy that's supposed to replace you. And uh, that's why it's, I mean, and Coach Kleiman always said, it's about relationships. And, and I firmly believe that. All right, we'll go up to Zach with the uh, last bonehead questions. I'll get a couple more to Taylor, and then we'll let him call tonight. So, Zach, what do you want to ask the bringer of cats? Uh, hey, Taylor. Um, so my question is about NIL. Do you think that there's going to be a reform on that? Not, you know, get rid of it, but try to – yeah, I, I know what you're saying, and I think there is because it's like the the kid that's at Ohio State then transfers back to Texas or whatnot, collects his money, and then goes home. Well, someday, one of these times, it's going to upset somebody, and um, and that's just the belly of the beast, right? You give somebody some money, and you don't get what you want out of it. I mean, even though they got the publicity to help out that sponsorship or that or that reward for that time being. But sometime there's going to be something that's going to happen or something that's not going the right way or something that's handled incorrectly and a 18-year-old guy gets in trouble for it or a coach gets in trouble for it when he doesn't even know what it, what it really is or how it went down. So that's what I mean. Like the future is it's, it's kind of like the wild, wild west right now and we're waiting to see and find out just like with the signing periods, just like everything. It changed so much and with one year with Super Seniors Portal um, – all that stuff and the direction it's going, I think, you know, time will tell, but regardless of what it is, we got to figure it out. Um, but yeah, like you said, there, there's going to probably be something at some point that's going to turn some heads or push something away because of the way. All right. I appreciate you asking all the uh, bonehead questions. We only have four minutes left, so I'm going to be selfish and get some rapid fire ones in here. We've been calling, uh, you know, a guy who is in the top 200 recruits on 247, the number two recruit in the state of Kansas. We've been calling him Toby O. How do you say that stud's last name? Oh, man. He said it to me today because I said, I'm going to get asked. And, I mean, me and Toby are super close. Uh, it's Toby Amasami, but I call him Toby O, too. So I was on the radio show today with uh, Mitch Fultner. Uh, and I said, Toby O, too. I said, hey, keep us both out of trouble. Just go Toby O. But you talk about a terrific kid. And, and, and I'll always call them kids because until they graduate college, even myself, I think I'm still a kid. And it took me a little while to graduate. Sometimes I don't know if I did, if you, if you follow how I spell, read, or write. But uh, Toby's going to be a great one, I, and I'm excited about him. All right. The, ne the next question is, you know, he is a stud in the state of Kansas. I know you're still on a couple of guys. You brought a few more in. I think the state of Kansas is starting to get a little bit more shine. Do you think it's just, uh, you know, it was a matter of time of seeing some of these dudes blow up at K-State, blow up uh, elsewhere, that the state of Kansas is finally starting to get a little bit of the shine? Or are, have we just hit a new level of uh, high school football in the state? So this is how I've always seen the state in my entire time of growing up in the state, being around it. You know, uh, I'm on the board for the Kansas Sports Hall of Fame. I talked to Chet Couplin who works sports in Kansas probably daily. Um, I know daily. But, you know, this is how I always see Kansas. It fluctuates. One year there could be 13. One year there might be five. And, and, and it's going to – I feel like it fluctuates every year. And I always feel like Kansas City is getting heavier because more people are moving there, right? More people are moving from – Wichita, they come to K-State, then they end up in Kansas City. Or Topeka, they come to K-State, they end up in Kansas City. But, you know, I think every year it fluctuates more and more. You know, like I think the 23 class is special. It's big. Um, 
I got snap streaks with all of them. I love it. Uh, but it's, it's, um, I don't know what 24 will have. I don't know what 25 will have. Like you've got some of an idea, just like if I look back on class of 2018 or 2012, like every year it fluctuates so much and it's nothing against the talent, but I felt like if the talent would actually sit together, uh, you know, we, we could really build. All right. Uh, got two more for you and then we're going to call it a night. Is the new university president going to have to shadow you for a day to get purple flowing through his veins. <laughs> uh, if he wants to go over and see the shoe collection, I'll give him a ride in the Jeep too, or on the back of the moped. <laughs> no, I don't know. I haven't met him. I'm excited to. Uh, President Myers is great, man. He's come to practice almost once a week, which was really cool to see uh, the school president at practice. And I think it meant a lot to the kids. So I'm excited to meet him. Yeah, based on his Twitter account, he was really into Wolfpack football. I lied. I'm going to have two questions because the chat really wants me to ask about uniforms. Uh, I know you and I have talked about it before. Uh, Is there anything you're willing to divulge about the future of K-State's uniforms? Which, as much as I like to complain about it, every single year during Helmet Bowl, the good old classic silver with purple power cut goes deep in the voting. So, uh, you know, if you want to divulge anything or you can tell all the scrubs in the in the chat to shut up, it's up to you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, <laughs> I tell you this, so I do love uh, the lavender, like polos, the lavender uh, stuff. I think it's awesome. I'm not saying we got to get decked out and dolled out. I love our all whites. Um, but I do like the fact that we do sick tradition. Like if you pulled on a game and watch this on TV, people know who we are. So I think that means a lot for our brand. Um, it doesn't matter to me. It's funny watching the recruits get to pick what they want to wear. We've all seen all the pictures. But uh, whatever wins games, it's not going to be jerseys that are going to win them. But whatever, however, you know, I get the <laughs> everybody says the curse. But I, I understand, uh, you know, oh, gosh, dang, why are we going to talk about uniforms? I'm, I'm just, sorry. The, the <laughs> chat wanted it. The Kick chat rocks, wanted chat. it. I saw. Trust me, I commented. They're trying okay. to get me, man. They're trying to get me. Well, I, I, you know, if you like the lavender, maybe we need some lavender accents. The last question. Yeah, the lavender's just, I don't know. It's something about wearing the lavender, like, polo or the lavender hoodie. It looks pretty, well, no one's done it, right? Everybody's done the black, the gray, uh, the all whites, right? Everybody's done all that. There's two purple teams in our conference. Everybody says this LSU game is a battle of purple. But I think the lavender is kind of cool because no one else has done it. Well, I, I think we need to push for it. My final question is kind of about the bowl game. I know it's been a lot of young guys getting their chance to shine early on, especially when practices start before you even knew it was going to be LSU. Is there any young guy that's really sticking out? I know we all have been waiting for uh, Mr. Giddens to get his debut, <laughs> and we've been, we've been salivating since he came on in the summer. So uh, you don't have to bring him up. I think we all know that he's, he's done well in practices. But what are some of the young guys? I don't know. You're putting, you're putting pressure on me because I think I was, uh, it was over the summertime when we talked last time, and you asked me who was going to be great, and I said Nate Matlack's going to be a good player. That was, hey, about, you called it, man. You we talked it. about the other one. I said DJ Giddings. Still give him time. And that's a beautiful – that's the best part, man. DJ, he's going to keep working. He's going to keep doing all he's got. Uh, beyond DJ, uh, there's there's a bunch. I'm not even thinking about all of them right now because uh, I think Omar is going to be really good. Um, gosh, dog. I'd, I'd like to at least pick one maybe in this class because I think uh, Donovan Ryman is going to be really special – with how aggressive he is with his hands, 
uh, how, how explosive he is, how strong he is at contact. Uh, I feel like there's a couple of kids in this class. I think uh, Pastore will be really good. I mean, he's already the size of our starting tackles, which is super impressive. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, man. I don't know. You know, hey, I haven't been at practice since bull prep because I've been hanging out through Kurtz for the last two weekends. So Dude, that maybe, when terrible, have a, maybe when we that have like a pre-bowl game Zoom or uh, sorry, not a Zoom, but a pre-bowl game Spotify, I'll hop on and and uh, get on and get a little crazy with you guys. Well, that's perfect. Thank you for coming on. We're going to call it a night. Thank you to everyone who joined us, asked questions to Taylor. Again, anyone who's listening on uh, the RSS feed, this is why you got to download. You never know who's going to pop in. We love you guys. We're going to go live. Uh, I actually don't know when our next live show is going to be, probably after the basketball game midweek next week. But we love you guys. Taylor, give us a go, Cats, and then we're going to just end the show. Go Cats, baby. Hey, uh, if you see me out and about, man, I'd love to meet any of you guys, man. I appreciate you guys and the – you know, it's it's all about K-State at the end of the day. It's not about me. It's not about anybody else. But it's about the love for the state, the love for the university, guys. And uh, keep bringing it, dude. We appreciate you guys. Go K- Network.